Welcome to the Just Fucking Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Maria Gresta, and I'm a multiple six-figure entrepreneur, business, and manifestation mentor, and I'm known as the Thrive Queen. This podcast is where we talk about sex, health, spirituality, business, and living life on your own terms. My clients are go-getters, action-takers, and do not settle for anything other than living a fuck-yes life. I'm obsessed with helping you thrive in all areas of your life, and if that vibes with you, welcome. I'm so, so, so happy you're here. Let's get into today's episode. and welcome back to the just fucking thrive podcast today we have an episode with miss lizzie berman she is a strength training goddess that has the most epic form she literally is one of the only humans who i would ever 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 um allow to uh program for me i'm extremely picky with who i bring on here and who i allow into my space and so this is the second time that we are (laughs) filming this podcast but we made it even more epic for you guys and today we're going to talk about how to not feel stupid in the gym and how to not waste your time in the gym as well as funny shit that we have seen in the gym and I can think of no better person other than Miss Lizzie so welcome thank you so much Johnny for that beautiful introduction round two I'm here for it you know what they say second time's the charm I don't know if that's actually true but it's going to be in this case so I'm super excited thank you so much for having me on (laughs) yay I'm excited okay so last time we talked on here which y'all didn't hear but we were talking about more serious stuff and I can't even tell you what it was but today I'm really excited to make it funner because her and I both got on today and we're like I can't repeat that same serious conversation so we're not um but Lizzie if you want to introduce yourself what you do how you do it why you do it and then we can get into some funny slash helpful stuff that would be epic Yes, absolutely. Um, so I have been working in and around the fitness industry for just over a decade. Um, so my story in a nutshell is that I was an athlete growing up. I was never particularly good at any of the sports that I did, but I, you know, I did it. I enjoyed it. My main sport was softball and whatever. And so when I got to college in the like organized sports were kind of done, Um, I wanted to continue staying active. And also part of me is like, I don't want to gain a ton of weight and like, oh my goodness, you know, I have to keep my body and all of these things. So um, I started taking group exercise classes. And from there, I was like, hey, maybe I can teach these classes. I like this. This is fun. And so I became a group exercise instructor. And then from there, a personal trainer. Um, And through my years of sort of being on this journey, um, on my own, like I, it, it kind of shifted from something, like I said before, that was an aesthetic focus, like I have to keep my body, I have to, you know, not gain weight, all of these things to something that was much more focused on how I feel and like feeling strong and feeling super healthy and feeling confident. Um, and that is what kind of made me fall in love with lifting weights. And even when I started lifting weights, it was honestly, um, for those same reasons, more of an aesthetic purpose, but over the years, it's more transitioned to a um, love of feeling strong and feeling confident. And that is what I help my clients do today. Yay, I love it. I didn't know that you were into sports. 
I might have. Yeah, probably because I wasn't, I was never very good. So I like don't, you know, like that's not a huge part of my story because I'm like, well, somebody's going to ask me like, oh, like, you know, what did you run in track? Or like, what did you, what position did you play in softball? I'm like, I was on the bench. I ran like a 12 minute mile. (laughs) Like, it's fine. But I enjoyed it and I had fun with it. And yeah, (laughs) go team. (laughs) That's amazing. I mean, at least you fucking tried. You know, like at least yeah. you gave it a shot. I was always too chicken shit. I literally didn't do anything. I've never thrown a ball like I have for my dog. And even that he's like, mom, you suck. And he gives it to Joe all the time. Like, I don't, I don't know anything <laughs> about sports. <laughs> and I give you a lot of props for even trying and even being the bench person because I wasn't even the person on the bench. Can't even say I tried that much. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, I had a lot of fun with it and I think, um, you know, sports are not, not for everyone. They probably weren't for me, but I made them for me anyway. So I love that. super quick fun fact. I played four different sports in high school, four different spring sports, slowly like a different one each year mm-hmm. to try something new. So it was soccer, softball, synchronized swimming and track and field for my four different spring sports. Anyway, fun fact. Synchronized swimming. Gee, that's a oh thing. yeah. Like I know it's a thing, but like only in cartoons I've seen it. It was very cool. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. I feel like that kind of goes into our topic today of how to not feel stupid in the gym. Because Lizzie and I were talking before this about how both of us have been in the many of many of many gyms and still feel dumb from time to time, or more often than we'd like to admit. And I feel like getting over that and getting over the fact that you're just going to look stupid sometimes or like feel stupid sometimes is really important and just to have like fun with it. So can you talk a little bit about what that like means to you and your clients around uh, working out and weightlifting? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I think like you said, going into the gym and feeling stupid is probably always going to happen for basically everyone to some extent, no matter how many years of experience and how many gyms that you've been to and all of those things. I think it's going to be a thing to some extent. Um, But I think a large part of it is it becoming less of a thing. So like nowadays, I would say 95% of the gym I go, wow. 95% of the time I go into the gym and feel super confident. I know what I'm doing. I know my form's good, like all these things. Um, But then there's that other 5%. Like I was telling Johnny about, (laughs) I had an experience this morning where there was a machine that I didn't know how to do. And I was standing there fiddling around with it for a minute. And I almost walked away. Um, Long story short, I ended up figuring out how to use that machine. And now next time I will come back and I will use it confidently. Um, but again, I think those kind of feeling silly experiences just happen, no matter if you've been lifting for a week or a decade or, you know, three decades or whatever it is. Um, but there are ways to mitigate those experiences. And I think that can come with, well, one of, one of those things I think is just time, just getting more, um, more reps in, so to speak. Um, in the gym and becoming more comfortable in that environment, maybe having some support, maybe for some people that's going with a friend um, or working with a trainer or have some, having somebody have another set of eyes on what you're doing or just being with you so that you feel a little bit less silly. But um, overall, again, like we said, it's always going to be a thing to some extent, but to what extent? And we'd like to lessen that as much as possible. And when it does happen, we just get to laugh at ourselves. No big deal. 
Yeah, I feel like being comfortable with not knowing is a really important process as a human to like accept. Like, how do you expect yourself to go in the gym and know everything when you've never been taught? You know, and I feel like what happens is a lot of times people have been going to the gym for so long and never actually properly learned. And so then they feel this not only like I don't know a lot or I don't know what I'm doing, but now I've been here for five years. Now I've been here for 20 years, whatever it's been. And now I just feel even more shameful. You know, that like silliness or that stupidness now turns into like a deep feeling of shame. And then we go down these negative cycles of like, I suck. Of course, I'm not in shape. And, you know, we go through like all of these just negative things that we then tell ourselves. Now it's gone from like, I feel stupid because I really don't know what I'm doing, which that's valid. That isn't that like the definition of stupid? Like you're ignorant in something, you don't know something, you know, like it's okay. Like you didn't pop out of your mom's vagina knowing how to weight lift. Although I do feel like Joe and mine's kid may may actually know it's a good chance it's a good chance on that one (laughs) you know it's not something that you're taught and I mean there's still things I'm learning like I still reach out to Liz when Liz says something about my form and I'm like yeah like I feel like this but oh my god this and I'm still sure that there's things that she's doing where she's looking at herself and oh my goodness I'm still doing this why am I still doing this right and it's just like there's different levels of knowing and understanding working out and lifting specifically but I can 100% guarantee you that you going with your friend who doesn't know what she's doing will definitely not make either one of you know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> I figured that it might be fun for me to just spit out things that people do in the gym and just have you respond really raw. Is that something that you'd be willing to do? Oh, yeah. I feel like this is like the hot seat gym yeah. edition or something. I'm excited. <laughs> okay, so... Before we get into this, you may be triggered listening to this. You may be doing some of these things. You may even like some of these things. Just know that you can still do whatever the fuck you want as long as it works for you and it feels good for you. But this is our professional opinion of helping thousands of humans and we know what we're talking about. But still, like, don't get offended. (laughs) Also, I don't even know what you're going to say yet, but I'm guessing like most of these things... Johnny and I have probably done at some point ourselves too like probably I don't know I don't know what you're gonna say yet but I know I have done a lot of a lot of cringy shit (laughs) sorry oh my gosh am I allowed to swear on this podcast the name of the podcast is just fucking podcast (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh okay I always censor myself on my own Instagram so if somebody's listening to this from my Instagram they're gonna be like oh my gosh anyway okay go ahead Yeah, that might have been one of the first times I've heard you curse. Okay. Um, Okay, Zumba. Whoa, Zumba. We're going there. So first of all, first of all, I think any form of movement that you enjoy is great, right? Like you are not going to likely lose a ton of weight from Zumba or see the results that you want to or get super toned from Zumba. Um, and I personally, if I were to do Zumba today, I'd probably look really freaking stupid. But if you enjoy <laughs> that Zumba, girl, get it. <laughs> okay. And what else do you have to say about that? Unfiltered. Um, that, I think that was all, that was my thoughts on Zumba, unless, unless yeah. there's another direction you're going with this, but yeah. if you I- enjoy Zumba, get it, but just don't expect it to 
help you look toned. Yeah. I feel like Zumba is one of those things where people go to go to it to say that they've checked the box, but then it's that thing that you keep going to, to just keep checking the box. And it's not really doing much for you. You know, it's kind of like an excuse to just say you went to the gym and not saying that it's bad. Like if you like it, cool. But you know, if you're still seeing the same lack of results, what can you add to Zumba? You know what I mean? What can you, maybe you do it a little bit less and maybe you strengthen a little bit more. You know? Totally. And on that note, I think um, like group classes in general, like I mentioned before, that's how I got my start in fitness was first taking group classes and then teaching them. But I think a lot of us use that as sort of like a comfortable space you know, like, because we're in a group setting, there's no direct eyes on us. There's somebody leading the class. So we don't have to think about what we're doing. And all of those things can be great. And again, if it's something that you enjoy, go for it. But most group classes are not going to bring you the results that you want to. And it's more just like, okay, you now feel comfortable going there. And you can, like Johnny said, kind of check it off the list. Um, but it may not be getting you closer to where you actually want to be. Yeah, agreed. Okay, cool. What about people who follow influencer workouts? Oof, I have thoughts on that one, you know. Okay, so um, one thing, the, one of the first things that comes to mind is there are so many influencers out there who either one are just genetically quote unquote gifted um, and everyone's idea of what genetically gifted is can be a little bit different, but maybe they're just naturally Um, thinner or have less body fat or whatever the case may be. And no matter how many times you do their booty band workout, you are not going to look like them. We could Mm -hmm. all work out the exact same way and look completely different. And the fact is that a lot of these influencers are doing these complicated fancy moves that get all the attention and get all the likes on Instagram. Um, And it may just be that they're posting that to get that attention, but not actually doing those workouts themselves for their results. Again, maybe it's because they're um, sort of naturally more inclined to look like that, or they're doing, this has been a thing. This has been shown in a lot of different cases. They're doing completely different workouts than what they're actually showing. Um, So it's, it's, it's a little feels a little dishonest to me but um again if you enjoy those workouts do your thing (laughs) disclaimer (laughs) yeah I mean even when I was big into like trying to be a fitfluencer which I really wouldn't call myself one now although I guess in some way I am but like years ago when Instagram first started it was kind of like a race to see like how creative you can get and how cool it can look and how big your ass can look in certain positions and I've posted a years ago I don't do this now years ago I've posted some dumb fucking shit that looked really cool and I'm sure went down the chain of other people following it but it was literally me and my workout partner sitting there saying "Ooh, how can we do this it was also Mm -hmm. like fun for us to see like different movements and if we didn't have a certain machine at a gym we were trying to figure out how we can get that same movement in but Yeah, that's why it's so important for us to learn body mechanics and how to feel our muscles and ultimately how to grow stronger because it can look cool. It can make you fucking sweat. It can get you thousands of likes on social media, but is it working, you know? Yeah, totally, totally. And a big thing 
Um, as, as you know, I mean, as you know, and pretty much anyone who um, is, you know, connected with me on Instagram knows, like, I'm very much about the basics and sticking to basic compound movements and super simple lifts and not doing a million different fancy exercises um, because the basics when executed properly. So when we're using proper form and enough um, weight or, you know, at the right intensity, the basics will go such a long way and we don't need those super fancy, complicated swipe workouts um, to get results. In fact, most trainers or, you know, people who are quote unquote jacked or what, you know, whatever the strong jacked, whatever it is, um, are doing really, really simple things to achieve that. And that is because that's what works. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Because you mentioned them booty bands. Oh boy. Booty bands. I have a whole, I have a whole reel on this that I posted before. What I will say, the one thing that it, well, maybe there's more than one thing that I'll say is just because it burns doesn't mean that it's working. (laughs) So I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, booty bands, like I really feel my glutes working. That's great. That's awesome that you feel your glutes working. But you could also, I, I like to use this example. If you stand outside in 100 degree weather and hold your arms out to the sides, like just like a, in a T position, you know, hold your arms out to the sides, your shoulders are probably really going to burn by the end of that, but your shoulders aren't actually really getting any stronger. You're not really, you know, doing anything effective. It just burns because of course it will, when you hold your arms out straight for 45 minutes in the heat. Um, so just because you're sweating or just because it burns does not mean that it's working. Um, and I think that comes into play with booty bands. I think they can be a useful tool. I actually just used one this morning as uh, part of my warm up to get my glutes kind of ready for the squats that I was going to do that day. That helps me. Um, but it's not going to actually grow my glutes or really help them change in shape or size. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I always used to get really annoyed when this became a massive thing. And then we, I would be like, I have to activate my glutes. I have to activate my glutes. I have to activate my glutes as if they're not going to be activated when you squat or deadlift or lunge. And I think that like, there's like some people are more active than others. Just like some people are more quad dominant than others. So people feel their hamstrings more. And, you know, I think that I definitely agree. I think that they can be a good tool, even though I haven't used them in like five years, but (laughs) yeah um let's see what else what else what else um let's talk about the stairmaster oh boy that's another one that I feel like has gotten this like um like reputation for being this like glute builder like fat loss <laughs> machine whatever like in reality it's just another form of cardio and again if you enjoy the stairmaster and you can you know go on the stairmaster and listen to a podcast and do your thing and like that it sounds enjoyable to you like go for it but in reality it's probably not much different than going for a walk or another form of cardio maybe it uses your glutes slightly more and that's great but again it's not going to make your make your butt much bigger and it's not really going to do anything super special um but again if that's your preferred form of form of cardio then by all means. What if we combine them booty bands on the stairmaster? Oh goodness. That sounds dangerous. 
sounds like a <laughs> recipe for falling off. <laughs> Just saying. No, but seriously, um, again, kind of the same going back to the booty bands um thing or going back to standing outside with your arms out straight, like just because you're sweating and just because it's burning doesn't mean it's actually effective. Mm. Um, and if you do want to grow your glutes or if you do want to, um, you know, quote unquote, tone up or lose weight or whatever the case may be, like there are, there are other ways of going about that that are, that are a lot more effective and that would be likely better uses of your time mm. and energy. What do you think is the biggest waste of time for people to go to the gym and do? Oh, that's a good question. Um, like it's dependent on a lot of things, but just from what you've experienced, what are things that people go to the gym and do? And you're like, mm, let's just change that now. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of things come to mind, but one is just in general, using weight that's too light mm -hmm. to make any sort of change. And I know we talked about this a little bit on our last attempt of recording, but um a lot of women, especially, I feel like there's a, um, there's a, what am I, what's the word that I'm looking for? Like a, like a fear about Sweet. using heavy weight. Yeah. Um, and really like when we compare it to, especially as moms or just like as people in daily life, like if you're not lifting at least as heavy as your kids, as your laundry, as your groceries, like you probably need to be lifting a little bit heavier. And so I'll go to the gym sometimes and see um, particularly women um, with, you know, five pound weights doing bicep curls or whatever the case may be. Um, and again, they, there is a time and a place for lighter weights, maybe rehabilitation exercises, or when you're very first starting out just to learn a movement, that's all well and good. Um, but if you're using those same five pound weights from week to week to week to week, you're likely not making progress and you're just kind of spinning your wheels and wasting your own time and energy, which can be super frustrating. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to the gym three, four or five days a week and I'm spending an hour there each time. Why am I not seeing results? You could be spending the exact same amount of time in the gym that you currently are, maybe even less time than you currently are. And if you just work at the proper intensity with well-chosen, well-executed movements, you could be getting so much more results. I don't think that was proper English. So many more results. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I love that. What's one of the biggest things that you see people mess up besides that? Um, like form-wise or just in general? In general. I mean, um, in itself can be a thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, so again, I feel like it's not so much, um, maybe this isn't an exact answer to, to your question, but it's not exactly messing up so much as like a misuse of time um, is like only sticking to the few exercises that you know, or that the, the machines that you know, like I used to be that person who would stick to those machines that you, you know, you put the pin in, you add more weight, put the pin in, that kind of thing, because it's a fixed range of motion. Your body doesn't have to do as much work to, to use the machine. It's less complicated. There's a picture on the side. It's very straightforward. And that was the only thing that I felt comfortable doing. And so I would do the same, you know, five or six machines in a circuit at the exact same weight every time. And I was like, why am I not seeing the results that I want to see? Um, when really I could be making, again, small shifts, maybe one at a time, 
going from a machine to the dumbbell version of that exercise and starting to load it up a little bit more from week to week. And I could be seeing so much, so much, uh, better progress than, than I am now. That was, that was me in past tense, but you know what I mean? So I guess that's, again, it's not necessarily bad or wrong. And if it helps you get your foot in the gym or get started being comfortable in a gym environment, by all means, like stick to the machines if you need to. Um, but once you're, I mean, what is ready? I don't know what ready actually is, but once you're ready, I would highly suggest transitioning to more, um, free weight movements with dumbbells and barbells and things like that. And I think you would surprise yourself with the results that you would start to see from those things, from those shifts. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I agree that like, what is kind of ready and I feel like you need to find a trainer or a program or a coach that really makes you feel comfortable in an uncomfortable setting. Like if you're hiring someone who you're intimidated by and you don't feel open and like you can be honest with them and that that's an issue, you know what I mean? Oh, I have to sneeze. Bless you. Did you sneeze? I did sneeze. I put it on mute though. So I didn't sneeze. Oh, I was like, that was the quietest sneeze I've ever heard. <laughs> a okay, silent got sneeze. It. No, I, I, I sneeze very loud. That's why I muted it. <laughs> got it. But yeah, I feel like you, the, the idea of like a gym or an instructor is someone who like, or a personal trainer, someone who like pushes you and someone who yells at you and someone who, you know, will make your ass show up to the gym and it's just like that's not what training's about and I feel like that's the difference between like working out and training like training you're coming in already prepared for what you're doing and already with a program and already with a you know a a measurement of how hard you're going to kind of push yourself it's not dependent on somebody else and you can't be depending on your trainer to tell you push harder like I've never ever had that experience as a trainer doing that with people because it doesn't fucking work like nobody else can push you you know and I think it's like once you stop expecting somebody else to do your work or somebody else to have the motivation for you or somebody else to hold you accountable that's when you realize it's all on you in the first place you know there's a trainer at the gym that I go to right now in Austin and he does more like um, movement specialty stuff and breathing and fixing and rehab and injury prevention, stuff like that. So it's very little weight training, very much um, mobility and stuff like that. And, um, you know, the things he does are fucking tough. They look super easy, but they are so fucking tough. And just seeing clients improve their range of motion and improve their strength in such small ways from doing very little but intense things and you know it's just so important and even he, him the other day have he's insanely fucking brilliant like one of the most brilliant brilliant trainers I've ever met and he was saying how frustrated he was that people keep coming to him and he's like I can't fix you in an hour a week like I cannot do this so it's just like it's not about you going to group fitness it's not about you hiring a trainer it's not even about you joining Lizzie's program or my program which right now is actually currently combined which we'll get into like it's about you finding that accountability within yourself, you giving up the need to have other people tell you what to do, like you taking full self-responsibility for your health, you know, which feels very much like a, a tough love thing, but it's not. It's actually a deep, 
self-love thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there is something to be said for, um, like working with a coach or a trainer or something or someone, and some people prefer to have that kind of support forever. Like some people, I have clients that I've had for literally years and they're just like, I don't want to think about my workouts, like whatever. And like, please just, you know, tell me what to do. I'll show up, whatever. And that works for them and that's fine for them. But most people, I think at some point want to be self-sufficient in the gym and with their own health and fitness and not having to rely on somebody else yelling at them or pushing them or being in their face or telling them step-by-step exactly what to do every single time they set foot in the gym. Um, And I think making that transition at some point can be super, super helpful. So again, that's one thing um, that I, if, if it's something that they want for themselves, it's something that I help my clients with is trying to become more, more and more like aware of their own form and how they're feeling during an exercise and how their own body is um, responding to the programming that we're doing and the stimulus that we're putting on them and different, different things like that. Um, So that eventually, if they want to, they will be comfortable and confident, at least, you know, 95% of the time in the gym on their own. And yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that my statement wasn't necessarily that like you shouldn't get help. It's more from like, if you're showing up because there's a trainer there, that's different than you showing up because of an internal desire for yourself, you know, and your trainers can't make you do things that you don't want to do. And the gym is only one or two or five or seven hours a week, you know, and you showing up for yourself outside of the gym is really important. Not just like in never eat carbs and never eat donuts and stuff. That's not what I'm talking about, but like truly showing up for yourself, you know, where you feel really proud at the end of the day, where you feel really good with how you treated yourself, your body and your life. You know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think from the beginning, like, well, not from my overall beginning, I think I started in the gym when I was about probably 13 or 14. Um, my sister, they had to deem that she needed to lose weight. So I went with her and she was 16. So I guess 14 and 16. And like, we would go and we would do the elliptical and then we would do like the butt machine, AKA the abduction machine. And then my sister would be like, Oh, try that one. I'm like, okay, I don't know what this is, but let's do that one. It's like a hamstring curl. And I would see other people like, you know, doing pull-ups and all these things. And I was like, damn, like, I don't know anything at all you know but I kept going I kept going I kept going partially because I liked it partially because I had my own disordered patterns with movement and eating and my body and stuff like that but then eventually I was going with a friend and uh, we were going pretty consistently for a few weeks and I was just like uh, I don't know what I'm doing like I hate this I'm fucking bored who wants to just go on the treadmill and then go do the, the ab machine the crunch machine which thankfully I don't think my gym has they have the swirly one which I don't recommend any of those I don't know if Lizzie does I'm assuming not but um, no, you know like you. the crunchy thing and stuff like that and I saw a trainer and he was so fucking hot and I was like hey will you train me and he was like yeah I was 16 at the time and literally just wanted to have sex with him and uh, he ended up becoming a very good friend of mine. We also checked the sex box later on in life when I was legal. But um, yeah, it's getting that help is the only reason why I was actually successful. You know, most people who aren't successful are the ones who either hire a trainer or hire somebody who's good. They have to be good and start doing it and then stop. Or 
they don't actually do the things or the trainer just really sucks and is having you do burpees and um, deadlifts back to back. Yeah. I have somebody in my uh, DMs who's shared with me that, you know, burpees are like the worst thing. I have a few people actually. And I was like, yeah, I agree. I haven't done them in years and we'll never do them ever again, you know? And so, yeah, let's talk about burpees because I feel like that's the thing. <laughs> oh my goodness. I feel like burpees are like this thing that's like, oh, like they're so tough and it's like a badge of honor to do your burpees. And like <laughs> in reality, it's just like another form of cardio essentially. Like it's not that special. Like it can be really hard and you can get your heart, your heart rate up really quickly um, because going from standing to basically like lying horizontally and like doing that on repeat, going up and down, like that's obviously going to get your heart rate up. Um, but it's not necessarily doing anything other than that. And yeah, like, I feel like it, like I said, it's just this like badge of honor of like, oh, I did my burpees today. Or like, you always see around the Halloween time, like a Snickers bar equals 50 burpees or whatever. And it's like, okay. Or I could just not like, (laughs) I I also have not done a burpee in, I don't know, years, long time. It's been a while. When I was a group fitness instructor, which was a very short amount of time in my career, um, I don't really remember doing many for people, but occasionally I would recommend have people do it, whatever. And I feel like just that response of like, oh, my trainer's making me do burpees. And then the coach or the trainer be like, yeah, I'm making you do shit you don't like. And the client be like, oh, I'm doing things I don't like. This must be working. It's yeah. an awful. Like if you're a trainer, no. If you're a client, no, <laughs> I think with cardio, the, the recommendation is to just be find something that you like that you can do consistently a few times a week at a higher intensity for like 20 minutes. If you're desiring to do cardio, Liz, I don't think you do cardio. You like walk, right? No. Yeah. Like if it, I do what's enjoyable, like, so sometimes I'll walk on the treadmill or like yeah. my job is just very active. Like I'm just moving yeah. a lot in my daily life. Like I always, I always share with my clients, like your body doesn't necessarily know if you're just moving around and active because you're at the park playing with your kids or if you're on the treadmill at the gym like it just knows the stimulus that you're putting upon it and that your heart rate's going up or whatever so um I always recommend like again do things that you enjoy I have clients who are runners they love running miles and miles a week like genuinely love it bikers whatever um I have some that just walk like whatever it is find something that you enjoy and do that it doesn't need to be there I feel like again there's this thing of like oh like my trainer made me run on the treadmill or my trainer said that I had to spend um x amount of time on the stairmaster every single week and like it's this tough thing and it's this badge of honor because I finished it and I hated it my trainer thought it was you know funny that I hate it whatever it's just like this whole terrible (laughs) dynamic it's Yeah. yeah no good Agreed. I think that's why research for years and years and years has shown that just generally active people are healthier in whatever biomarkers they're using than just people who go to the gym, you know, because again, what you do 23 hours cannot replace what you do one hour or one yeah. hour versus 23 hours, you know. Um, I personally like cardio. You know, I was a runner for a while and I probably mm-hmm. will get into that eventually again, but my weightlifting has just taken over to the point where my legs are typically sore and I don't have any extra energy to run. So that goes on the back burner but um like I walk all the time and if I'm not walking I'm usually sitting so like I actively have to do that you know um and then I do the Stairmaster a few times a week not because I think I have to but because 
I like to actually get my heart rate up for 20 yeah. minutes, two, three times a week, you know, and uh, I'm not running and incline walking. I'm too lazy to fucking do it a higher intensity to actually make me out of breath. So I do the trade off and I call on the Stairmaster and I do that. But when it comes from a deeper place of, I genuinely want to do this and it mm-hmm. genuinely makes me feel good versus like, I have to lose weight or have to change my body. I feel like it's just so different. Yeah. yeah. And, and as, as we're having this conversation and I think the, um, the trainer client dynamic that we were talking about is, is like a big part of this, but I think, oh boy, are we okay? Okay. Um, I think a big part of this is like the feeling of you have to do certain things that you don't enjoy in order to see results. Like, whatever it is, maybe it's the burpees that your trainer makes you do or being on a Stairmaster or doing a million booty band squats or whatever it is. Like you have to do these things that are painful and that you dread and that you just like hate doing in order to see results when most of the time that couldn't be further from the truth. In fact, there are so many other options of things that you may or may not enjoy more, you know, but there are so many options of other things that you can do in order to see better results. Like you don't have to do those 600 burpees that your trainer makes you do because truly it's not actually helping you anyway. And if you were to spend that time and energy in the weight room, picking up some dumbbells and lifting, lifting weights, you'd probably feel better. Um, you'd probably enjoy those movements better and you probably see results more than you are with those exercises that you don't enjoy. Yeah, definitely agreed. I don't think that I've ever consistently done something that my body was like, stop doing this, stop doing this, stop doing this and got results. Yeah. I feel like when your body's screaming at you, stop doing this, or you're walking into the gym and you're fucking miserable, not because you're having a bad day, not because you're, you know, you're just low on energy or whatever, but because you're just genuinely like, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do yeah. it anyway. Or like I used to have clients who I used to train, I don't know, 6am and they used to like wake up really early and then go back. They would unlock the door. They would go back into bed and they'd be like, okay, just wake me up when you're here. I'll be up every single morning. I would like bounce on their bed and I'm like, get up. Like I just knew them for years. I was very close to them. Yeah. I had that relationship. But like looking back, like those sessions of just misery for them did not need to happen when you're going to bed stressed because now you have to wake up really and really early in the morning so now you can't sleep because now you're counting down the hours as to when you should wake up and now you're dreading waking up because then your train is going to come and you have no energy you have no food in you but you have to do it because you have have to go to work like all that stress is going to probably negate any results that you want anyway because, and you're not going to be happy during the workout. You're not going to be able to push yourself, you know, which brings me to my next spitfire question. Fasted cardio. Oh boy. Um, I, from the latest stuff that I've seen on it, it doesn't really have as much of a benefit as what people once thought. I think it's one of those things where people like, it was like a huge thing. It went, what was it like back in like 2014, 2015 on Instagram, like everyone was doing their fasted cardio. I don't know if you remember that too, but I feel like it was a thing. Um, and like, I think if anything, it can help people see results in the sense that maybe if they're not eating in the morning, they're eating a little bit less throughout the day and therefore they're in a caloric deficit. 
And so maybe that's why they're seeing some weight loss. Um, but it's definitely not necessary or like burning tons of extra fat or like any of these other things that people claim that it does. So like I, for a while, um, like during the pandemic, I would say I usually would lift, um, we're talking about lifting, not cardio in, in this situation, but, um, I would usually lift fasted just because I wasn't really hungry in the morning. And like, I was fine. Like I, I wasn't super hungry during my lift and then I would just eat right after. And that's what worked for me. And that was fine. Um, but it wasn't like, oh my gosh, I have to starve myself until 11 AM or until after I do my cardio, because I need to burn X amount of fat or whatever it is. So again, if it makes sense for you and your lifestyle and it feels okay to you, great, but don't expect it to yield some crazy results. Um, it's again, one of those things like, why are we torturing ourselves and not eating before we're doing some sort of activity if yeah. our body is screaming for fuel, you know? Yeah. I've also seen with a lot of clients, especially ones who already have struggles with food, um, end up binging later on because they're not eating yeah. enough and it's hard to get that back you know yep hard to eat enough when you're busy at work and you know running around and stuff like that um okay let's get into some funny stuff what's okay. like the funniest thing you've seen at the gym like legit like oh my goodness this needs to be filmed oh my goodness I feel like there's so many little things here. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. This is last week. This was like, it was funny, but like also sad and scary at the same time. So I've been going to this new gym lately. Right. And, and you know, like when you're, when you're like getting used to a gym, you kind of take in your surroundings and like, see, you know, okay, those are the trainers and these are their clients. And you can kind of like see patterns, like, okay, you know, what's going on here, what's going on there. So I had seen this trainer a few times doing some, let's just say questionable things with some of his clients, but this one takes the cake, right? So he had his frail 90 year old client. And I don't mean frail in like a negative way. She just was like a very like thin, like not a lot of muscle, like old woman. Maybe she was in her eighties, whatever, eighties, nineties. He had this client on a BOSU, so one of those like half, I know Johnny knows what this is, but like half bouncy ball things, like a, you know, do you know what, it, whatever, I'm, I'm over explaining. He had his client on this unstable surface, this BOSU, doing squats, holding on to TRX straps. Like there was no reason for this whatsoever. This lady was like she almost fell like three times trying to get on to this squishy half ball thing. And again, like it was like funny because it's like, oh my God, this is crazy. But I genuinely felt bad for this woman. Like this trainer is about to have himself a lawsuit in a couple of weeks if he keeps this up. Like there is no reason. There's so many more effective things that, uh, that he could be having this lady do that would actually benefit her muscle and her bone health and just like all of these things that do not include putting her on extremely unstable surfaces and having her do quarter rep squats for whatever 15 reps it was just crazy I feel like that's one of those things where wait was the ball side up or the flat side up the ball side was up 
I mean, that's better than the flat side being up because it's a little bit easier, but no, I, there's, I feel like that's one of those things where it's like the BOSU ball came out to train stability and my old client needs stability. So let me do this funky ass thing when she can't even do a squat to begin. Right. And there is a billion and five other ways to train stability. Yeah. The lady probably couldn't even walk properly if she was having trouble getting up on it. I needed the TR, you know, like, yep. Uh, it's so frustrating to number one like I'm so removed from the fitness world like that that I don't like I go to very bodybuilding style gym and the trainers there are very bodybuilding style and like it's kind of just very simple um which is great but I'm so removed from uh like how ridiculous things can get that to hear that that's still happening is literally insane Oh my goodness. Okay, Lizzie, I will see you in a few minutes. She's going to go and uh, take care of something and she'll be right back. In the meantime, I figured it's a good time to talk to you about Inside Out, which is the health and fitness program helping you feel sexy from the inside out. It is helping you master how you eat, how you move, and how you sex. Now, I created Inside Out because there's so many people who deeply, deeply, deeply just want to feel good in their body and who deeply, deeply, deeply really just feel like they've just tried everything. And they've tried the strategies, they've tried the macro counting, they've tried different apps and different diets, different workout plans and different trainers. And this act of showing up for themselves from this intention to lose weight is just no longer serving them. Maybe you have lost the weight and realize you didn't feel any like better internally, or maybe you really have never actually lost the weight and you're just constantly in this cycle of sabotage. You're constantly in the cycle of not showing up for yourself. You're constantly in this cycle of um, struggling to feel good and proud and ultimately sexy because when you've been trying for so long, typically what happens is we have these things, these negative spirals of self-doubt, these negative spirals of um, just hating ourselves. And for years, I struggled with this. And the last thing at the end of the night that I wanted after I would binge eat or after I would just feel so down about myself or feel really defeated by the way I was treating myself, the last thing I wanted was sex. Right. And these years of shame and doubt and guilt that we hold over ourselves and that we experience is really exhausting. And it's one of the least sexy things, right, to go to bed at night and feel awful in your skin. And not just from a place of I need to lose weight or anything like that. Sure, if that's a goal that you have, amazing. But from this deep place of self-love, from this deep place of going to bed and just being really proud of yourself. And that's what Inside Out really is. It's a six-month program helping you heal your relationship with food and helping you eat intentionally, not using macro counts or anything like that, but becoming so in tune with your body that you just know what to eat, you know how to eat. And yes, I give some nutrition recommendations, some basic things, nothing crazy. Um, but the goal is to really feel nourished, right? Mastering how you move. You guys get access to Lizzie's Strength Training Membership. So as you can see, we are very um, adamant about the necessity of strength training for so many reasons. But when it comes to feeling sexy, just this feeling of strength that you have internally and this feeling of showing up for yourself and this feeling of just like, wow, I did that. Wow. 
I feel like I'm a badass for how I'm showing up and how I'm lifting. And um, also that changes your body composition. It changes your body when you do it right. And that's why I give you guys access to um, Lizzie's six month um, basic and boring gains program. And the last part of Inside Out is mastering how you sex, how you sex. To me, this means feeling so in love with yourself, both internally and externally. For me, this means feeling comfortable fully expressing myself and allowing my husband or my partner to touch me, feeling so just amazed at my body, both internally and externally and how I feel that it just, it, it bleeds into my sex life. And so we work on, yes, your actual sexual desires. Yes, we work on um, on how you feel internally and how confident you feel. But ultimately, it's really about you mastering, um, really showing up for yourself. And so that's what Inside Out is. You guys get six months access to Lizzie's program. Now, if you already have a strength training program that you know works, that you feel really fucking good with, let me know and we can chat about that and I can give you a little bit of a discount based off of um, the, uh, the membership pricing for you guys. But with that being said, we're going to finish our conversation with Liz. Um, you can go to johnnyagress.com slash inside dash out for more details. Enrollment is only open for the next few days. Um, and you can hit me up in the DMs with any questions, but welcome back, Liz. Thank you. We have a little bit of a background change and not that the podcast people can see, but I moved location. So anyway, we're here. Thank you. Yes, we'll finish up in the next few minutes. Um, yeah, what else craziness or funny things have you seen? That's a great question. I feel like the ones that we talked about pretty much covers it for the most part. Um, there's also like what I've seen a lot of is um, people at the gym not realizing that maybe somebody is still using a piece of equipment and like just maybe in their rest period um and then like tries to like unload the plates or like whatever and it just becomes this like awkward situation that's happened to me personally um because you know when you're lifting heavy you need longer rest periods and so people just maybe assume (laughs) that like nobody's there and I'm like oh I was you know still using that but um I feel like that's I don't know the only one that comes to mind to mind about one time maybe awkward situations one time I was squatting and the manager of the gym was going around to like clean up and she started taking the weight off of my barbell and I had my headphones in and I'm pretty sure I screamed very loud like no (laughs) oh my goodness my um client for Christmas she sent me a um shirt that says don't touch my barbell and it's like my favorite tank top ever and I'm like this is this is it I think there is something to be said like it's also very frustrating if somebody's just like sitting there on their phone like texting for like 10 minutes and not actually you know like doing anything but then also um like in in like reality we do get to acknowledge that like people can take their time on equipment and take longer rest periods if needed I think there's a difference like you can tell when somebody's just like kind of goofing off and there to socialize and text their friends versus they're actually just using their rest time between sets so yeah I used to go to a gym in New York where at like 9 or 10 a.m there was this like older group of men maybe like eight or nine of them 
probably between 70 and like 85 years old. They used to come with these like little beret hats and like they were just, you know, like older men. They were really cute and they would be there for like at least two or three hours and you were there and they got to know you and then they would talk to me and I'm like, dude, I don't have time for this. I'm not 80, <clears throat> excuse me. I have school to get to or I have work to get to. <laughs> uh... I feel like that's that, yeah it's it's relatable <laughs> yeah, though I feel like there's at most gyms there's like that an older group of guys are like I don't not even got you know older men like cute older men who are there yeah. and just like doing their thing oh my goodness yeah really quickly before we do our closing thoughts I um went to a gym for a very long time maybe like six or seven years and it was one that I worked at and just worked out there for a while or whatever and there was this man, he would come in in highlighter colored spandex, um, which is fine. Like you do you. He was older too, which like made him like stand out more. Like he was definitely in his eighties. And it was just this epic thing that would happen where you're like, are you, and like, you saw like, you know, his junk kind of there too. Like it was very, it was very interesting and very funny and cute at the same time. It was just kind of like took your breath away for a second. But he would come and he would be one of those people that would like take the cables and like walk 75 feet away and like do some weird like Power Ranger stuff that was not like scheduled movement for a sport or anything like that. It was just he didn't know what he was doing. And so for years, I like I took videos of him. I was very young. I would not do this now. I've never taken a video of someone now, but Actually, that's wrong. I have I have messaged Liz a video of a dude doing doing sit ups in a hammock, and I questioned it, and I was like, "What is going on here?" You couldn't see his face though. But anyway, um, so yeah, I took videos of this man when I was younger. I used to have a lot of them. He was just jumping around, and his junk was moving everywhere, and it was just one of those things that, as a kid, I was just like hysterical about. My grandfather dies, and who shows up at his funeral? Highlighter man. Oh my goodness. And I went up to him and, um, you know, like my family knew him. He was best friends with my grandfather. And I was like, no way. Oh, and I think that that was one of the last times I ever, uh, really allowed myself to, you know, go in on laughing at somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I was like 16 or 17 at the time, but you know, like you, you never know. <laughs> Number one, <laughs> You never know why people are doing things, number two, but the whole get up and the whole old man junk everywhere, it was just, uh, he was sweet too. He was so sweet and so nice, but um, it was just one of those things where you just walked in and you're like, what is going on here? <laughs> that is super funny. What a coincidence. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's what I get. Nicest man though. Oh my goodness. Okay. So closing thoughts, anything you want to tell the people on the podcast about strength training, working out recommendations, helping them? Yeah. So I feel like one thing that I want to add to like just this last part of our conversation is that like, um, like I feel like Johnny and I spent a lot of time on this combo talking about like, oh, people doing silly things at the gym or whatever. Kind of like Johnny said earlier, like you might be triggered by that. You might be like, oh my gosh, is that me? Whatever. Um, I will say most people at the gym, like we don't want to, we don't want to make you feel weirder or like more awkward than you already do most people do not give a crap what you're doing like most people are way more into what they're doing um and they're not actually paying any attention 
to to you um and then also like it kind of just comes with a territory of being in a gym being in public like being new to a setting like i said i felt really silly at the gym literally this morning and i've been working in gyms and for 10 years so um i think if you know if you do feel triggered triggered or maybe like embarrassed or you're not sure if you're that person um i would highly recommend getting some sort of support whether that's a trainer at your gym um i also work with uh, my clients on feeling more comfortable and confident in the gym as well and like having some support in terms of somebody that can help you feel a little bit better in that setting and help you feel confident and like you know that your form is good and that you know what you're doing in the gym and that you're not that person who looks silly. Um, I think that can be super, super helpful. So, um, yeah. And then I guess the only other thing was like, I, like I mentioned before, um, the basics, like really, really simple things really do go a long way. Um, the membership that Johnny was mentioning earlier, um, that's literally what it's based upon. I don't know if Johnny mentioned the name, but the name of my subscription that's going to be part of uh, Johnny's program is called basic and boring gains because like that is truly what works like it is you know boring stuff it is doing the same compound movements over and over and making little progressions on those things so you don't have to go into the gym and learn 10 new exercises every time you go you can get super comfortable with doing really really basic things whether you're brand new to lifting or whether you've been lifting for 10 years you're going to benefit from this program and the way that it's structured um yeah. So I just wanted to, to throw that out there. Yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate that re- reiteration as well around allowing yourself to not let things stop you from going to the gym. You know, I think that highlighter man, um, an old man nuts in your face is one thing, but I think you just genuinely not knowing what to do and feeling awkward about it is something that is easily fixable you know, and you get to do that. And it's a process of you learning how to take care of yourself and feel really good in your body and feel really strong, feel really sexy, feel just really good. You know, nobody's sitting there criticizing you. You're criticizing you like 99.9% of the time, unless you're jumping up and down and hanging from your feet, honestly, you know? Yeah, and exactly. Coming from people who have been in the gym scenario, looking at very questionable things It's like, it's only people who do ridiculous monkey things that you're just like, what is going on? Not the person who's learning, not the person who's showing up and trying, not the person who is feeling insecure about, you know, whatever and going into the corner or whatever. Like, that's not who anybody would sit there and ridicule. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they're like super insecure within themselves. Maybe, maybe an insecure person might do that, but nobody who's like feeling good about themselves and focused on their own workout cares that somebody's learning a new exercise or maybe, you know, isn't as comfortable in the gym yet or whatever. Yeah. And I'm too busy not dying, trying not to die while I'm lifting to care about anybody else. Another, sorry, this will be the last, last thing. I know we're doing closing thoughts here, but one more thing that I uh, was thinking about with that, I think we also talked about on round one of this podcast uh, recording attempt, what is that, um, that confidence that we gain inside of the gym and mastering new movements and progressing and adding more weight and feeling super strong, that confidence 
often directly translates into feeling more confident outside of the gym and feeling better in your own skin and in your own body and just in your daily life. I've, I've seen that so many times working with clients and just even within myself, um, the more confident and comfortably, comfortable you become in the gym and with those movements, the better you feel outside as well. Yeah. I feel like it's just like a, a feedback thing. You feel better inside, outside of the gym. So you feel better inside of the gym. You feel better inside of the gym and you feel better outside of the gym. Totally. Yeah. You know, and I think I was talking about inside out before and how one of the biggest things that really prevents people from actually being consistent, actually showing up is like, sure, weightlifting can help you feel more confident and showing up for yourself can help you feel more confident. But when there's years of just not doing it and years of feeling shameful for not doing it, it becomes less about the act of, am I going to the gym and am, am I doing this right? And it more so just becomes, a, what are you carrying with you when you do go to the gym? What are the negative things you're telling yourself when you go to the gym? You know, totally. so much so to the point when I've had clients who can't even say one thing that they like about themselves, like not one thing, not their nose, not their tooth, not their eye, you know? And that's, that's deeper than just, you know, strength training. That's deeper than just, um, you know, let me learn how to squat. You know, that's not going to make you love yourself, but it can help you really show up for yourself. And when you strength train properly, when you um, do it consistently and you do it under the proper loads, your body changes. Like you're not, not going to change. I've never seen a single human actually weight train properly and consistently and not see any changes everything can literally stay the same I don't know what goes on outside of the gym but what I can tell you is that you'll start to see definition you'll start to see things just tighten you will start to kind of look like a different human even if the weight doesn't go down you know which we don't we both say screw the scale but that's for a different conversation yeah yes 100% agreed Yay. Oh my goodness. Okay. Lizzie, last question I have for you before we hop off. Um, what is it that makes you thrive as a human? Oh my goodness. That is a great question. The very first like instinct response that I uh, thought of is lifting weights. And I know that's super, super cheesy, (laughs) but I genuinely do love it. Like the feeling of like hitting a PR or, um, you know, like just having a really good lift that Mm. makes me feel like I'm thriving and it's really not about the numbers themselves. Like that's kind of, you know, that's cool, whatever, hitting a certain number on your squat or on your deadlift or whatever, like that's all well and good, but it's really that feeling of being strong. And like, it just makes me feel like, Mm. like a badass human and a badass mom. And like, just all of these other things that come along with that, feeling of being strong. And like, that's one thing that I strive to help all of my clients feel during our time together, whether it's within my subscription or one-on-one coaching or whatever the case may be, is just that feeling of accomplishment and strength. Um, and like that I can do hard things Mm. feeling. I love that. I feel like so many of us just strength training becomes the first place where we actually started feeling good and like actually started doing things and saying, well, that's cool. Yeah. And yeah, it doesn't need to be complicated. So I love that. So we'll put Lizzie's links down below. If you guys want to join inside out, you have the next few days. If you want to join Lizzie's um, membership just by itself, go to her page and you can access that. It's also on the inside out page as well. 
um, and you can access that. But yeah, Lizzie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts with me, allowing me just to spit out things and have you respond to them, sharing some funny or maybe just questionable things at the gym. Questionable, I think is a better word, but thank you for being here for everybody and we love you. Thank you so much for having me. Yay. Bye guys.